Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to episode number five of the Sportster Show, brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with the Sportster. We are going to be chatting, myself, with Norman Quarrington in just a minute here about news that came down the wire in the sports entertainment industry today. NXT 2.0 has about 10 people who were released from their contracts on Friday. More could be coming. We don't know. It could just be these 10 today. It could just be these 10 uh, for a while. But some big names have been released from NXT 2.0. We're going to talk about that, what it means for the brand, what it means for the people who were released, why they might have been released, uh, what's going on here. We'll also cover on the show a little bit about Cody Rhodes. He's going to be the next member of the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin. And a new uh, potential partnership between the producers of Dark Side of the Ring and WWE. That is everything on Episode 5 of the Sportster Show. Don't forget, give us a like on your favorite podcast platform. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. We're live. Oh, we're, we're doing a special episode that we were not planning on doing at all. Welcome to the Sportster Show the live podcast, well, the recorded podcast, live YouTube show that we do every once in a while that we had originally planned on doing, you know, bi-weekly maybe we thought we would do. And now all of a sudden we've done a couple episodes back-to-back around WrestleMania season. We've done a couple episodes back-to-back uh, now with a uh, conversation about NXT and NXT 2.0 specifically and a handful of releases that came down from WWE today. Uh, welcome everybody. My name is Jim Parsons. I'm here with thesportster.com. Norman Quarrington is with us as well. Norman, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Uh, better than some of the people that just got released from NXT today. Uh, yeah. We thought it was nine. Now it's ten. And one of the big names, and this might not be all. Now this could be what we see today, and there might be no more today mm-hmm. uh, as we record this on, uh, what the heck day is it? It's Friday, April 29th today. Um, 
So we've got a handful of names to talk about here, and we figured, you know what, we should probably chat about this because it's kind of big news, especially if you're an NXT fan. Uh, it could have a lot of a domino ripple effect in terms of what this means for the NXT brand because a lot of the people that we've been seeing on regular television are gone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to assume maybe some of the regular roster is going to fill some of those spots. So uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Um, I don't know. What do you want to do? Should we start with just a very general rundown of who was all released, or should we focus on some of the big names? What do you think the fans out there want to know? Just who well, was all gone? I or... mean, it's important to stress that there were quite there were a few people that were released that haven't really been on TV or like much or at all. And then yeah, so there's a few names that I think that most people just aren't going to know yet. Um, so yeah, I think we can go through the list. Maybe start from maybe maybe start from the uh, lesser known ones, and we, we can finish on the the more well known ones. Does that sound good to you? Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, I might not have them all. I might miss one or two if you hear me not say a name and I don't have it all. Let me know. Um, so we'll go to some of the big ones at the end here. Uh, some of these smaller names, and I don't mean smaller as to be disrespectful, but just not people who were being used on a regular basis. Uh, Draco Anthony, who was Blake Cortez on the indie scene. He signed in WWE in about 2021, de- debuted November 2021 for 205 Live. Uh, wasn't used a whole lot, but uh, I think the last time I remember really seeing him was in a match against uh, uh, Chase U, right? So he was kind of around, but not really there for much. Uh, Raylin Devine, who, if you don't know who that is, is actually the sister of Mace, who was former... Uh, member of uh, Retribution, is that what it was? Yeah. Mm, Yeah, right. You'd think I'd remember one of the worst factions ever made by WWE. Mm -hmm. Um, She was a former college basketball player, played for Florida and Penn State. Uh, She's gone, but she was one of the successful tryouts in the Las Vegas tryouts when they went and kind of did those, um, let's see if we can get some people who aren't necessarily with a wrestling background, but superior athletes who have a really good look, maybe the equality. She was brought into that group. She's gone now. Uh, Blair Baldwin, who was a referee, For NXT 2.0, used to be known as Chloe Christmas. You may know her or have heard of her name because she refereed under the name Paige for a bit, and then they changed it because of the fact that they still have Paige, as most fans know for WWE, uh, still on payroll. We don't know what her situation is. We don't know what's going on there, but we assume that the name Paige was changed because of that. Um, And then... There's a couple other ones. Persia Piorta. I'm not sure. How do you say her name? Persia Piorta. Yeah. Piorta, yeah. She was being used on TV quite frequently recently. She was um, tag team partners with Indy Hartwell. She's another Australian wrestler. Had a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty promising upside. Um, definitely surprised that they that they cut her. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the uh, we'll, we'll get to that a bit later. But some of the, the the thinking behind some of these releases is 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 kind of baffling in a way. Yeah, and now here's someone because I don't watch NXT 2.0 on a regular basis like a lot of the huge. Uh, NXT 2.0 supporters are, but maybe you can tell me a little bit about her if you know. Uh, Vish Kanya, do you know much about her? Um, Sinjana George, I guess, was a previous name that she wrestled under. Um, yeah. She's gone as well. Uh, I don't know her very well. I'll be completely honest about that one. Um, yeah, the dog didn't like that release either. But let's get into some of the, some of the bigger names. Uh, Dexter Loomis, we just learned about. This, to me, might be the biggest of all of the names. There's some big names on here and some people that are a little surprising. But Dexter Loomis, to me, seems like the guy who I thought could have maybe the highest ceiling in WWE. Uh, he had a very interesting look. He had a very interesting character. He didn't speak, if ever. Um, so that was something I thought they could play with. Uh, what do you think about that one? Is that 
Am I right to say maybe that's the biggest surprise of all the on the list here? I would say Dakota Kai and Dexter Loomis are the two biggest surprises for sure. They were both being used fairly regularly. They both had like a pretty big upside. I mean, I don't Dexter Loomis isn't as young as I think a lot of people think he is. Um, he had he had a spell, you know, he had a little run in impact and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he yeah. had his character figured out. He nailed his performance. Um, he was doing he was doing really well with the, with the material that he'd been given. Um, I yeah, I am surprised, definitely surprised that they they they, that they released him. And I would yeah, him him and Dakota Kai are the two most surprising releases for sure. Yeah, uh, he was Sam Shaw in the indie scene. Like you said, he had a run in uh, Impact Wrestling for a little while. Big storyline with Johnny Gargano. Uh, did the marriage to Indy Hartwell, uh, all of that. So he was pretty active in NXT, especially when the changeover from NXT Black and Gold happened to NXT 2.0. He seemed like one of those guys uh, that might be part of the future plans there. You know, yeah. I don't wouldn't put him on the same level as a Braun Breaker or anything like that. But he was that guy that, I mean, they're very different um, styles, very different shape, very different size. But, like, he had a mixture somewhere between, like, a Orange Cassidy and whatever for me. He was that character off in the corner that was always being used that you kind of were like, man, there's really something about this guy that's really unique. So I was a little surprised to see him go. Uh, we'll get to Dakota Kai in a second, but another guy who I thought was uh, probably the most surprising for a lot of NXT fans is Harland. Uh, here's a guy with a very unique look, if only not unique because he kind of looks like Brock Lesnar. Uh, he was uh, really highly touted in NXT. Uh, Paul Heyman had given him kind of the uh, tag of approval, the stamp of approval. If so, he's gone. Um, that's interesting to me. What do you make of that one? Yeah, that is also surprising because again he came in with like quite a bit of fanfare. He also I just want to point out this was an emergency podcast, so I didn't really have time to deal with my uh, with my dogs, so they're going crazy right now. So apologies if you can hear my dogs going nuts. That's okay. Sometimes yeah. I do my show on Facebook, and I live on an acres where I have chickens and and all sorts of stuff and goats. You can hear them in the background too. So fans that watch me, they're used to yeah, this sort exactly. Of thing. Look, it's, look, you know, we're doing it live. Uh, there's there's going to be issues. It was an emergency podcast. You know, I apologize, but. If you have, if you're a dog owner, you know what it's like, right? <laughs> and I got two Chewinies, and they're absolutely crazy. So I apologize. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah. they don't like the news. They're not happy about everything exactly. that happened. Yeah, in they're, the they're very upset about the uh, the labor issues here. Um, but yeah, Harland is a big surprise. He came in with I wouldn't say he came in with a lot of fanfare, but when they signed, before I remember even before he had signed, there was like some um, buzz and people talking about how WWE should sign him, and he he was dubbed sort of uh, the heir apparent to Brock Lesnar in, in many ways, right? He has a similar background, a similar look. He's massive. He's got ta- you know he's got tattoos. Um, it's kind of shocking because he seemed. I mean, look, they they I, they I well, I'm not a big fan of the Joe Gacy Harland thing at all. I actually haven't watched NXT 2.0 in a few weeks. I was watching it with some regularity because I was covering it for the site. Um, but then my workload changed and I had to bestow the NXT 2.0 duties onto somebody else. Um, but from what I, when I was watching NXT 2.0, I was largely not really enjoying it. Um, most, if you read any of my, my coverage of NXT 2.0 on a weekly basis, I was pretty negative because I, I just wasn't enjoying the show. There was a lot of positives and there was some, um, potential there for, 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 for greatness. But for the most part, it was a pretty sort of, slapdash hodgepodge um not very fun show to to watch and endure and uh on top of that was like the this joe gacy harland angle like i think joe gacy is a really uh great performer and i think he's actually like doing the best he can with that material but it's it's not good 
um and as good as he is he's he he can't save it right and so they brought harland on as as his like his sort of um you know his like beast sort of um frankenstein if you will right his like mensch monster guy yeah um and harland was doing doing like i said i didn't like it but harland was doing the best he could with that material okay um so it's kind of surprising to me that they let him go because i don't he was taking that baton he was running with it there was potential there it was evident he could if you could see what he was doing with the harland thing it's not crazy to think to expect him to undergo some sort of character change you know because we've seen we we see people come back from having crappy characters all the time right um so to me it's like can you imagine if they laid off brock lesnar at ovw it feels like that can you imagine like like well yeah that's the comparison everybody's making yeah right exactly, because right. he looks like a young brock lesnar mm. right he's sort of the mix the way he looks you remember nails yeah. In WWF. Yes. He looks like a, a mashup of Nails and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That's what he reminded me of, which was really neat. And what I found very interesting is that, because Gacy's set to face um, Brock, Braun Breaker yep. on May 3rd. Yeah. Uh, so Harlan's a big part of what could have been the main event or yep. is the main event there, right? It's like maybe he didn't have a huge role in that angle, but um, he was still being used. So this is... A little bit of like the Aleister Black just came back to television, or the Hit Row just debuted on SmackDown, and then they let him go. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a case of it's the uh, the Simpsons episode where Homer voices uh, Poochie, right, and he goes back to his home planet. It's uh, it's going to be one of those. I don't know if they're gonna if they don't address Harlan's absence, then it's very much a Harlan went back to his home planet situation, right? Yeah, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah. Uh, so Dakota Kai, there's a people on YouTube right now that are commenting and asking. Uh, Scott Jones asks, "Why did Kai get released?" Um, Jason Kidd says, "Good Dakota was wasting her time on NXT 2.0, and now she won't uh, be fed to Charlotte." So Dakota Kai is an interesting name. A lot of people want to know what's going on there, and I understand that because of all of these releases, um, she, I think maybe Malcolm was second, but Dakota Kai had been with NXT the longest. She yeah, was both black and gold and 2.0. Yeah. Uh, she made the transition successfully. She's shifted her character a couple times in the way that she looks and acts. And, um, uh, she's been heel and babyface and all that other stuff. Uh, that's a big one for me, uh, in terms of just what they could have potentially done with her. She seemed like a natural move up at yeah. some point. I figured she'd go to raw or SmackDown. Right and be part of those women's divisions. Uh, clearly that's not happening now. So uh, people want to know why. Why do yeah. you think this happened? So here's what you were just saying about she, Dakota. She had been flirting. It feels like she's been flirting with a main roster call-up for like three years now, right? She And she should have been called up. She probably should have been called up two years ago, right? She's been ready. They. It was, it was obvious that um, she was sort of in a weird limbo at NXT, right? Because she was... I don't know what it was, but they, they she sh- it feels like she should have been NXT champ- NXT Women's Champion by now, but it never happened. She was used as fodder for Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, even Mandy Rose at one point, right? So, uh, yeah, she should have been caught up ages ago. The WWE Women's Division is great, but it isn't as deep, I think, as it could be. Um, so to see them laying off um, really, really talented, experienced uh, women like Dakota Kai is, is is also very shocking, right? And I can't imagine that they are. She's. I can't imagine that Dakota Kai. Her, I can't imagine that her like paycheck is super huge, right? Like I know that the, they 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 keep cutting they cutting a lot of people at once because they want to notice that dent in the budget, right? Yeah, um, I see what you're saying. 
but yeah, these are all these are all a lot of these guys are all these are all performance center people who are still down there. They're still on sort of developmental deals, right? So it's kind of intriguing to me where it's where they're just laying a bunch of people off because are they even gonna? They they made record profits this uh, last quarter, right? They made more money than they've ever made before. Um, so it's really really surprising when they they lay people off like Dakota Kai, who has like she's still as experienced as she is. She's not she's not past her prime yet. She probably hasn't even reached her prime yet. And and I, look, it sucks that they've been laid off, but I'm not worried about people like Dakota Kai. I think she she can go and anywhere yeah. she goes, she's gonna she's gonna make money. So, well, I was just gonna say I have two theories. I don't have any inside information on why, but I have two theories as to mm-hmm. why Dakota Kai was released here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I think perhaps her size would have been a factor in a main roster call up. Right. And usually, when you have people uh, that size or that. WWE tends to want to put them in sort of a mouthpiece, managerial sort of role. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had offered that to Dakota Kai, said, you know what, we'll call you up, but we want you to be LA Knight. We want you to be what we were going to have Adam Cole do before Adam Cole jumped to AEW. I don't know that Dakota Kai would have been up for that because my second theory is that maybe she's got a buzz and a little birdie in the background saying, hey, we have another opportunity over here. Um, and there's a lot of people thinking of all of these releases Dakota Kai to AEW makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll talk about that in a minute when we're finished on uh, the topic of all the people who were released. But uh, she might know something that we don't know and that maybe she's got an open door there. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, um, I could understand why maybe they are all just like, you know what, let's just go our separate ways. We appreciate everything you did for us. Mm-hmm. We thought you were fantastic here in NXT. Uh, best of luck in your future endeavors, but go do what it is you want to do because mm-hmm. the role we have planned for you isn't the role that you have planned for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it winds up, right? Yeah. and I That's think, my theory. I don't have any inside information on that, but yeah. that's just my theory. And so I think we should also point out, right, WWE hasn't actually confirmed any of this yet. This was all a report from uh, Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp who reported all of this news. Uh, yeah. Usually very often very very reliable especially when it comes to pertains to wwe releases so there's no reason to not believe any of this um no recently wwe hasn't been confirming releases they've just been ignoring it and just letting the you know just letting uh websites pick it up and then not actually um they they used to do a thing where they would do a do a blog post right they'd be like such and such has been released but they haven't really been doing that lately and they certainly if they have they haven't been doing it sort of publicly um so yeah so so this is all from um fightful and, and sean ross sap um yeah just wanted to get that out there um oh, and I'm, I'm thinking they're connected too right like when you say that the wwe isn't announcing them anymore and that someone like srs has that information mm-hmm. i i don't think that's a coincidence i believe that wwe is probably letting that information get out there mm. um so that he can or southers can officially report on it and that's why it's accurate because mm-hmm. wwe doesn't plan on reporting on it mm-hmm. um and so somebody within you know the background of wwe is saying yes this is confirmed yeah. we have let these people go mm-hmm. um and he's got those connections so mm-hmm. that makes sense to me all right uh finally uh, malcolm bivens so here's a guy who, if you wanted to talk about managers, I guess, in NXT, he's the guy, right? He's the, he, maybe he's the Paul Heyman of NXT. He was the mouthpiece mm-hmm. for a number of different experiments, different uh, characters, different things like that. Uh, and he's let go. Yeah. Do you think that's just a matter of them not going, well, we don't really have people for you to manage. We, we're changing up so many p- things. We're losing groups. The diamond mind is not really much of a thing anymore. Yeah. Like it's just kind of, do you think that's what happened here? It was just like, we don't really have so that. So according to, to uh, SRS and Fightful, um, 
he was offered a contract extension in February and turned it down, as I understand yeah, I it, right? Too. So, again, we could be in a situation here where he just felt creatively unfulfilled. Uh, this is all just spe- pure speculation right now, which we are entitled to do on a podcast, so forgive us. <laughs> but um, Yeah, we yeah. could be way wrong, and we could be bang on. Yeah, you exactly. Never know, right? yeah. So, uh, to me, it could just be maybe... Um, maybe Malcolm Bivens slash Stokely Hathaway was feeling um, creatively unfulfilled. Uh, maybe he saw the writing on the wall. Maybe he knew. I mean, look, WWE needs, they're not, they're, they're, they're not like bereft of mouthpieces, right? But they don't, they do need managers, right? We don't have, it's not like the glory days. We don't have like Jimmy Hart's and Bobby Heenan's. Uh, we're not, we're not, we don't have managers and mouthpieces coming out of our ears like we used to back in the, in the golden age. Um, I thought there was a place for Bivens in WWE. I really, really did, especially for for the number of wrestlers they have on the roster that aren't good on the mic. Um, So this is another really surprising one. And as I understand it, I could be... I'm not entirely positive here. As I understand it, he contributed creatively to certain elements of uh, WWE production on the uh, NXT stuff. Um, He's... I used to go to a lot of Evolve shows when I lived back on the East Coast um and when he was when Bivens was performing under the name Stokely Hathaway he was always the like life and soul of the show always highly entertaining would come out have the crowd in the palm of his hand all the time knew how to control knew how to control the crowd perfectly on the mic like just very very such a big personality for such a small dude um and that he's just got he's just got a really good wrestling brain right he's he's not an in-ring performer but he, he he's still a valuable asset. Um, and, you know, look, AEW can't sign everyone, right? Um, I He deserves to be in a major promotion. Um, so it would be a shame. I, don't, I know AEW can't sign any everyone, and I know maybe there might not even be room for him on there right now. I mean, they obviously we've got Ring of Honor uh, starting back up again, hopefully soon, so that there's potential there. Um, someone like Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway, he deserves to, he deserves a good gig, and I hope he gets it. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I think that maybe this is less about what WWE wanted and more about what Malcolm Bivens was interested in doing mm-hmm. with an NXT 2.0 a roster like they have it, which has so many new people who are inexperienced and could use a mouthpiece like him. You'd think there'd be a lot of work for him. Yeah. Um, so I don't think WWE is probably like terribly excited to let him go but i think they probably figured you know what he's just not interested mm-hmm. uh, he has something else he wants to do but that does lead me into the next question and you brought it up how many of these 10 people do we think we're going to see here in the immediate future not too distant future um there's a couple this is what happens when people get let go in wwe and they're released everybody's like oh they're going to aew but as you mentioned and i totally agree AEW has gone overboard. Maybe you didn't say this, but I'm saying this. AEW has gone overboard with who they've picked up from WWE. Yeah. And they cannot keep picking up everybody at this sort of a pace. Right. So I don't know if there's even two people on this list that AEW is really seriously looking at. Uh, maybe Dakota Kai. Maybe Bivens. Harlan would be an interesting guy, but AEW's got so many big guys right now that if you brought him in, he'd just be lost in the shuffle. So. Right. I don't I don't know who you would actually bring in yeah. from this roster. Do you think that any of these and to if I'm going to harp on AEW where now one of the biggest things I'm harping on and Becky Lynch brought it up and it's a major topic topic of conversation, their women's division is not being utilized the way that it should be. Yeah. Um Ruby Soho is a perfect example of that. Uh she should have been a star immediately, she's not been. Um 
you can only bring in so many people and not use them before right. you keep getting a worse reputation for how you're treating your women's division. Mm-hmm. So if you bring in Dakota Kai and don't do anything with her, uh, what would be the point of that? Yeah. So do you see any of these 10 uh, being a part of AEW? I can definitely see Dakota Kai going there for sure. She's got the stardom background, so she fits in with the like, you know, people like Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm and all that. Um, she's going to have chemistry with people with a lot of with, with people that are already there. Um, Ruby uh, Ruby Soho too. Um, so I can see Dakota Kai going there. I don't know if she want to go there immediately. She might want to go tear it up on the Indies for a little bit first. She might want to go back to Japan for a bit. Um, she's the top of all of them that have been released. She's the top one I can see going to AEW. Um, like I said, I would like to see Bivens. I would like to see Bivens go to Ring of Honor. Honestly, I feel like um, this. If we're rebuilding Ring of Honor and we're like fantasy booking a, a new era of Ring of Honor, I, um, Bivens has history with the promotion, um, and I can definitely see him fitting in there in some capacity. And then, you know, we mentioned Harland, who's now back by back to Parker Bordeaux. Um, he's already tweeted. He already tweeted out a picture of himself and said Parker Parker Bordeaux is back, and it's really interesting, right? Because you get guys like this. His only pro wrestling experience is is at the Performance Center, so he's never had an independent wrestling match, as far as I know. He's never had. He's never. He's never been anywhere. He's never wrestled anywhere outside of the WWE Performance Center. So it's going to be interesting to see if he's caught the bug, right? If he's going to want to go back to doing. Uh, if he's going to want to try and pursue other ventures, or if he's going to want to stick with professional wrestling, um, which could get, which could be very interesting, and we've seen that before, right? There's um, uh, Caesar Bononi and, and people in um, AEW who, who uh, Ty Conti as well, right? Who didn't have any professional wrestling experience outside of the Performance Center, and then they got picked up by AEW. So yeah, I think um, I'd like to see Parker Bordeaux stay stay in the business, and yeah, we'll see. Yeah, one of the interesting people, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but a Dexter Loomis, I could see as a weird natural fit somewhere with like Danhausen and Hook and that whole kind of whatever, just that third face that pops up and doesn't talk and is in that realm of AEW's thinking. I don't know if it's going to happen, yeah. but I could see Tony Khan's wheels spinning going, hmm, I wonder if there is room for him in a storyline like that. I wonder yeah. if we could have three or four really weird characters all mm-hmm. working together in a, yeah. sim- a similar storyline. Uh, but I don't know that he's, um, you know, on their radar in terms of like a main guy. Yeah, or in terms like of that. the ring ability and stuff like that. Yeah, well, he was just a really unique. Character. I tell you who I feel bad for is Indy Hartwell, right? Because she's now lost her best friend and her husband. <laughs> Not to yes. mention she also lost like her her sort of surrogate father and mother and Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. So I feel really bad for Indy Hartwell. <laughs> Do you think, uh, one, this is a two-part question. One, how much of this is budget cut related? Because that's always the reasoning we're given for yeah. this. Uh, and two, how much else might, uh, what else might be coming? Is there more coming, do you think? Or I, think this probably I think always the... expect more. Always expect more. I don't, it's not budget cuts. They say budget. I mean, it is technically budget cuts, right? In that they have a budget and they're cutting it. But they don't need, these aren't necessary budget cuts. We know how much money they're making. We can see it. We can hear it. They admitted it. We know that they're making record profits. They don't need to fire anyone. There was a point when they probably did need to fire people because they had their, their roster was absolutely huge and just they weren't doing anything with a lot of the people. Right now, they don't. They, I feel like they had they had trimmed the roster down to a decent, manageable size. So yes, it's, it's budget cuts, but it's not they're not necessary budget cuts. I think what it is is just trying to please shareholders. I think every time they lay off a bunch of people, the shares go up, and then the shareholders are happy, right? So yeah. Well, and I think part of the equation when you're trying to please the shareholders, and this is something I mentioned to you off air here before we started, was 
We have noticed a trend in NXT 2.0 that there are a lot of main roster people making the jump. We saw Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode on there. We saw AJ Styles on there. Uh, we just saw the Viking Raiders on there this week. Um, these are guys that are moving over to the brand, not permanently, but to help with the ratings, to help with the show, the transition, have veterans working with inexperienced people, give the rub to the new people. Um, this is a trend that's going to continue. This is not something that's going away. There have been multiple reports already that this is something WWE is looking at, that they want to do on a regular basis. They want to flood that show with as many familiar names as people, and they cannot be just a brand of you know, untapped potential that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. And that is something that WWE is looking to change. I have got to wonder if that is part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because when you have that many people on your roster, half of whom you aren't going to use because you're bringing in people from your main roster now to fill half that show, there's just not room for everybody. Mm-hmm. NXT releases aren't also surprising to me because of the way that they are now um, hiring. Mm-hmm. Right when they've got what's the new thing they've got it called now the their training their recruiting process there's a name for it they just they just yeah, gave the it. it was an acronym when they're trying of some to hire kind. all these student athletes right basically what yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. what they what they want to do right is that I think they're getting a little bit sick of um, hiring independent wrestlers and then having to train all of these indie habits out of these people right. Yeah, um, and that was, I think, part of the remit of this relaunch of NXT, this rebrand of NXT. Right? They want to build. They don't want professional wrestlers. They want WWE superstars. But now, what we are, but now we're seeing them fire the people that have. They've, you know, a bunch of these people that have been released today don't have really any experience outside of the performance center. So now yeah. they're already kind of. Cha- I don't know. It's a circus down there. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Like that. That we need to come to expect this. This is how this is going to go. You're going to bring in a bunch of names that have potential maybe WWE might see something in them a look a mannerism uh, where their history comes from can we promote that you know those things and then a bunch of them aren't going to turn out right Mm -hmm. the whole plan here from WWE is to hire 20 people and hope to work out that there's a golden nugget in there right 15 of them are going to get cut like that's just the reality of it some of them are even going to be on TV a little bit and then it's going to work out not in their favor and, and they're going to be released. Look, not, we need to be expecting this. This is going to happen a lot. Yeah, and it isn't that much different to the OVW days, right? Or these other th- sort of feeder territory days. Look at all the people that were in FCW 15 years, 10, 15 years ago that we have, we don't even hear about today, right? Um, it's not completely unheard of. Um, yeah, so it's not... They did it. They've they've done it before. They have history there. The difference now is that it's on. It's televised to national. It's national nationally televised, right? Uh, well, it's, it's considered huge news because it makes Twitter right. right? Exactly. That's, yeah, that's the, the world deal, is a right? very different place now to when they had to when they had twenty people at OVW and they sacked ten and five of them made it to the main roster, right? Um, although that what a five, right? <laughs> Brock Lesnar, yeah. Randy Orton, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, <laughs> uh, yeah. John Cena, John Batista. Cena, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know if, you know, I think they, they would love to replicate that, right? That class, that OVW class, um, doesn't, I can't see any, I, I can't see anybody getting anywhere close to that, that, that sort of star power anytime soon, but you never know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's what they're hoping for. They're hoping to find the diamond in the rough. Bron Breaker, I guess. Bron, Bron Breaker might be the closest. Well, which is interesting because he's got the history, right, as a, as a Steiner. Right. Uh, so you probably would know, okay, well, there's a chance this guy's got the goods, and he certainly does. Um, yeah, so how much do you think we're going to, you know, hear about, you know, WWE, NXT? Do you think we're going to see a big flood of more main roster Raw and SmackDown people on NXT to kind of 
make up the ground here, or do you think WWE is just going to turn around and hire a whole new crop? I want them to of make up their new mind. athletes. I want them to make up their mind about whether this is a developmental territory or not, right? Because in, in some aspects, it can't. It can never be a developmental show because it's on USA Network. It's on TV, right? If it was being yeah. um, maybe if it was just on Peacock, like NXT Level Up or NXT UK. Um, we could consider it more of like a feeder sort of system. Um, it's really cool. They're kind of they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place here because I think they when they rebranded it, they wanted to go back to basics. And like like I was just saying, I really think that part of the impetus behind this big relaunch, this rebranding it and revamping it as NXT 2.0, was that they wanted to go back to the sort of OVW style of producing talent and producing people and producing big stars and just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and then trying to get like five big huge future stars out of that um but it's on tv it's on tv every week it's it's not necessarily possible they have so they have to send these big names down there but when a big name goes down that screen time that could be being is is being taken away that's ring time that's being taken away from someone who needs the ring time do you know what i mean well, look at it this way. Depending on if you're watching this right now or listening to this and how long you've been a wrestling fan, here's how I see it. Do you remember in the old days when they used to have, like, WWE main event, WWE superstars, there was a star versus what we used to call an enhancement talent or a jobber or a guy that would be on this show that you knew was going to lose. You'd never really heard of him. Uh, that was just their job, to get the, the star over, get them wins, move them up to a feud with someone else. This NXT 2.0 to me, keep in mind, there's this group of diehard fans that have watched every single promotion in wrestling, know everything about everyone, has followed this so closely that they're aware of the new athletes being brought in, but 99.9% of the fans have never heard of these people before. So now imagine that you're watching NXT 2.0 and you're watching a jobber versus a jobber. Mm, Yeah. And imagine the whole show being that. Yeah. Right? NXT cannot survive with those matches. Mm-hmm. You cannot have the old school WWE days or WWF days where you had jobber versus jobber and put a whole hour of that on television. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it, mm-hmm. right? So that's what NXT's trying to do, and they've realized they can't, so they're bringing in the guys from the main roster, SmackDown and Raw, and now they're having the stars versus the jobbers. The only difference now is that they're trying to make the jobbers not jobbers anymore, and they're trying to elevate them a little bit so they're caught in this middle ground, yeah. right, where they're sort of like, okay, we have these enhancement guys that no one knows about that we're trying to get them, our fans, educated about, but we can't just put them on TV alone because nobody cares. Yeah. So what do we do? And we got to bring our guys in, and when you bring your guys in, uh, it kind of ruffle, it muffles things up a little yeah. bit. And so that's kind of what I see happening here in NXT is, like you said, they don't necessarily know what they are yet. They're still trying to figure it out. And in the meantime, they... This sounds terribly disrespectful, and I don't mean it to, but you can't keep around dead weight. Mm. You can't keep around people who are not helping push the product forward, who are not gathering ratings, who have no future, who you don't see on your main roster as being a star at some point. Yeah. Um, so they just can't keep them, and they won't right. keep them. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot more of this, I think. And it's who they perceive to be dead weight, right? And I guess some of these people, I guess, look, some of these people were newly signed, and they probably just had a look at them, and were like, they're not developing in the way that we want them to, right? Some of the sort of lesser known names that we that we saw today. Um, but people like Bivens, Dakota, people like Bivens, Dakota Kai, Dexter Loomis, and Harland, Parker Bordeaux, not necessarily dead weight, but I don't know. So there's got to be something else going on there. Maybe they were, maybe their, maybe their sort of pay bracket was a little bit higher, and so they were, they were making a dent in the budget by cutting them. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's we very won't interesting, know. We... And I guess we'll see how it unfolds. Where it's going to be interesting to see where NXT, what sort of state NXT is in in, in five years, right? Because the ratings haven't been great, 
They bring in people like Viking Raiders and Dolph Ziggler, but I don't know that anybody is tuning into NXT to see those guys. As uh, you know, no disrespect to those guys. Maybe AJ Styles, um, but yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I mean, look, if NXT UK is still is still hanging on there, I'm sure, I'm sure 2.0 will be okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were just bringing in people so that when you're watching the show and you happen to be like, oh my god, a familiar face. Right, like yeah. I think that's why they're doing it, right? Just yeah. to go, oh, don't change the channel <laughs> if you've yeah, never seen yeah. these two people mm-hmm. and you have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden you see Dolph Ziggler. Holy crap! Dolph Ziggler just won the NXT Championship. Okay, now you're sort of like, what's going on? Even if Dolph Ziggler's not considered a massive main event guy, he still keeps you kind of like, what? Like, Dolph, what's happening? The here, Dolph right? Ziggler NXT title thing was so. Just to throw this out there, that was so stupid. Like, I know why they did it to try and give but then they but then they had breaker win it back on raw and nobody cared do you know what i mean it just didn't really that was the biggest mistake i don't i don't necessarily agree that ziggler winning the title was a terrible mistake but yeah. having him lose it on raw in an unadvertised unpromoted match uh where you're pushing braun breaker over Stupid. that seems yeah. silly to me yeah. i didn't understand that because i thought breaker was making the jump and, and he's over at the performance he's over breaker is very over in the performance center we saw when he went to Raw, not so much. Not everyone knows who he is. Not everyone watches NXT, right? Nobody yeah. had a reason. People that, that the people in that arena didn't have enough reason to care about Braun Breaker yet. As good as he is, it has as much potential as he has. He's not. He's just not a megastar just yet. He'll get there. Like I'm, if they book him properly, he will get there. But yeah, having him win it back on Raw, not smart. Yeah. I did want to cover, I know this is an NXT show and we're specifically talking about that, but I wanted to get your opinion on something before we close things off today. Mm. Uh, news, and I'm about to write an article in the sports show for this. Uh, Cody has uh, agreed to be the next guest on the Broken Skull Sessions with Steve Austin. Yeah, so man. to me, that's big. Yeah. Uh, I am very, very curious. I thought the Bubba Ray, Bully Ray Dudley interview with Austin may have been the best one mm. so far. I think this Cody one could be bigger and better and more interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what do you think we're going to hear of the Cody interview with Steve Austin. Do you think he's going to cover everything? No yeah, stone left unturned here? I think here? so, yeah, because I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that because Austin's good at prying information out of people, right? Even if they don't necessarily want to um, sort of fulfill their end of the um, interview <laughs> deal. Sorry. That's okay. But I was going to say, do you think Cody has any reason to hide that information? Like, no, I can't, I I can't so. imagine why he's already sort of alluded to what's going on. He's talked about it in the past, about how he's partially responsible for why WWE fans don't like AEW and why AEW fans don't like WWE. Uh, he's like, that's partly my fault. Like, I sort of, you know, stirred the pot a little bit. Uh, I don't see any reason why he would shy away from answering every single question. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go into, like, too much detail around the circle. There's a bunch of stuff that we don't know about why he... Him and Tony Khan very obviously had some sort of falling out, right? And then just agreed to let bygones be bygones in a professional sense. But there was obviously some, there's obviously some um, personal falling out there, right? I don't think that's, I think anyone with a brain can see that. I don't know if he's going to go. I think he he'll probably he'll probably take that information to the grave with him. Um, there's a lot. Like, there's some key details there that I don't think we'll ever know about. Um, so yeah, I don't know that even Austin's going to be able to pry that out of Cody. But yeah, I do think he's gonna. I do think we're gonna hear plenty of stuff that we haven't heard yet. Um, and yeah, he's gonna. I guess it's kind of, not necessarily an apology tour, but I guess he's sort of um, talk, he's sort of um, expressing some remorse for the all the uh, trash talking and uh, shot shot taking he did. So yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't see him being anti-AEW. I think all of his answers will be pro-WWE. Like mm-hmm. when you say, well, why did you choose to leave? He's going to talk positives about WWE and returning, not negatives about about AEW and why he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the question will come up, and I don't think Austin's going to phrase it in a way that's going to throw anybody under the bus. I don't think he wants Cody to trash Tony Khan. I don't think that's the agenda there. I wouldn't expect him to do it anyway. But I do expect that they're going to be like, well, why would you jump? Like, why would you leave? What made you? And he'll say, well... I just always wanted to come back to WWE. This is the easiest decision I ever made. Yeah. That kind of thing, right? Uh, I don't think he'll be negative on AEW, but I am very, very intrigued to hear that interview, and I'm sure it's going to go all the way back to the Stardust character and what went wrong there, why he chose to leave, what he gambled on himself to do it, how he went in the indie scene and just made a star out of him, and then how valuable he made himself to the point where he helped with AEW and then WWE wanted him badly. Yeah, I have one more question for you. Uh, and I'm curious to see how interested you are in this. There's news now that Vice, who made Dark Side of the Ring, is working specifically with WWE, the producers of the Dark Side of the Ring show, is working with WWE and The Rock and Jim Ross to come up with a new series that's WWE-backed, uh, which we think is going to be about the history of the territories in wrestling. Uh, that's intriguing to me. Uh, right. I hope it doesn't mean that Dark Side of the Ring is going away because it has not been renewed for a fourth season right. yet. So I would be disappointed if that show went away but i am very interested to see what is going to come of this new partnership yeah i don't know those guys do some really cool work yeah i would be in i mean i'd definitely be interested to see a like a show about the territories made by dark side of the ring i don't know how interested i am in seeing a show about the territories with wwe's involvement because that's going to be some sugar-coated stuff right there but (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah do you think though that do you think it would be as sugar-coated as we would normally expect because if the rock's involved if jim ross is involved who isn't working with WWE mm. anymore? Um, do you think they would be involved with it something depends, if WWE I guess, was I guess just going to have their way with it? It seems like they probably want con- they probably want wrestling content for Peacock, right? So I guess I guess to an extent, w- it might be out of WWE's hands. I don't know if they're going to have any veto power over anything. And look, Vince hasn't been Vince has been pretty. Um, it seems like in recent years, I don't know if you noticed, but he's sort of opened up and says a little bit more than he used to about uh, the territories and stuff like he, he made he made some um, references to it during the pat mcafee interview right he kind mm-hmm. of just is like he's kind of like turned it into a joke now about how he uh, essentially stabbed his father in the back and <laughs> killed the territories but um so yeah i'm sure i don't i'm, I'm sure it'll be okay yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting. I Like I said, though, I just hope it doesn't make the Dark Side of the Ring series go away. Although, maybe you're running out of topics. They're you running talk out of about topics, it. man. Yeah, they're, they're running out of topics. It's very interesting, though, because they certainly did a lot of stuff that wasn't particularly kind to WWE. Obviously, it wasn't necessarily skewed in any direction. Most of it was pretty accurate, but um, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of um, home truths there for WWE, and so it's interesting that they're they're willing to work with those guys. Yeah. Well, that may be a good sign, right? Yeah. If WWE is willing to overlook that stuff and say, no, this is an opportunity for us to put some really cool content together, maybe they'll be really open to what that content is about. So it should be interesting. Uh, any final thoughts on the NXT releases today? No, nah, man, just interested to see what happens next and where everyone goes and, um, yeah, when we'll see a next wave of releases. But, yeah, I'm sure most of these people have, are going to be okay. I feel a little bit bad for some of the lesser-known people whose wrestling careers never really got off to... And if they want, if they want to pursue, continue to pursue pro wrestling, they can go to the indies, and I'm sure there'll be room for them somewhere. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a long climb, but they're going to have to commit. But I think they can do it. And um, but then yeah, you got people like Bivens, Dakota Kai, and um, Loomis, who I'm sure the world is their oyster in terms of wrestling. 
Yeah, I mean, at the very worst case scenario, you know, glass is totally half empty. Viewpoint of this is that you are always better off having resume or WWE on your resume, yeah, exactly, right? right? The fact that Con you hot. were trying to become a professional wrestler or a sports entertainer, and that you worked in the performance center, that you were hired and given a shot in a trial by WWE, that it didn't pan out is okay. But that is going to look good for you if you have aspirations in the wrestling business. Yeah, so exactly. these guys could be much worse off. You know, it's it's sucky that they were let go especially if they didn't want to be. Uh, but having WWE experience, even if it's short-term and limited, is always better than not uh, because you can use that and people will take a look at you differently versus all these other part-time indie guys who are trying to make it that don't have that, right? Absolutely, so. yeah. All right, Norman, that was awesome. That was fun to uh, talk about, even if the, su- the subject and the topic is not so fun. But we'll keep everybody up to date on the Sportster.com developing story here with the NXT releases in 2.0. Uh, if you want to check out the sportsshow.com, definitely do so. We would appreciate it if you guys liked and subscribed to our podcast. This is going to be episode five now that we brought the Sportster Show back. Go do us a favor, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review if you like the content and you appreciate the information we're bringing you. Uh, that would really help us out. Uh, Norman, thank you. No worries, and I apologize for my stupid dogs. <laughs> ah, they're just dogs. They're just, expect, yeah, they're right? dogs, and they're also upset about people being fired. So, you know. Yeah, they they don't like the fact that Dakota Kai could be making a jump to AEW. No, they're big Team Kick fans, so they're really mad. (laughs) There you go. All right. Uh, Thanks again, buddy. We will talk to you. uh, We never know what the next topic is going to be. We weren't planning on doing this for a couple weeks, and here we are. We're ringing it now. uh, Thanks, everybody. Another edition of the Sportster Show in the bag, and we will talk to you guys next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 